Welcome to season six of Paper Talk, where we talk about tips and tricks on navigating and building your small creative business. I'm Quinn Wynn of Pinga Mosey. I'm Jesse Chu of Crafted to Bloom. And I'm Sarah Kim of Handmade by Sarah Kim. In season six, we'll be sharing our experiences and insights on running a small creative business from managing finances to building your brand. We'll also be interviewing other small business owners and experts in the field to get their perspectives and advice. So join us as we dive into the world of small creative businesses and help you take it to the next level. Sarah and I would love to wish you a Merry Christmas and I hope you're celebrating the holidays somewhere around the world and listening to us on Christmas Day. We're so excited to have you here with us and we want to celebrate you guys this year. I feel like finally we're easing out of the pandemic and people are out and about and seeing each other and COVID was what, three years there? Yeah. And I finally got to see you this year. And we did our little mini photo shoot. Yes, and that was so yeah. much fun. With Yvonne Wong. She mm-hmm. was actually my wedding photographer. And this is crazy. So Daniel and I celebrated our 15-year anniversary. Congratulations. Well, Yvonne Wong was there on the day that we got married and documented the beautiful day. And I love the photos that she took of us. It was just really wonderful to see her style evolve. I've been looking at your stuff, Sarah, to see how you have evolved when you started your paper flower. And it's been really amazing to see you transition from jewelries to paper flowers and how you really establish yourself as a teacher, as a YouTuber, as a TikToker, as so (laughs) many different media content creator. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I feel, I don't know, now that the year is coming to the end, it just, it's cool to look at the year, but it's also like a little overwhelming because you're like, I need to be better next year. Oh, the pressure. Scary, (laughs) yeah. And I, I feel I need to have all these things like ready to go next year right when January 1st hit, but I'm going to be really honest, I literally have nothing. So I feel like this is a good episode for us and for me, just so that we could be grateful for the year that has happened. And then it'll encourage me and motivate me for the following year. But I'm so grateful that like you invited me and it's been like within this year that I've been able to join Paper Talk and meet like some amazing people and learn. Honestly, I feel like I more than what we're supposed to teach to our audience. (laughs) (laughs) Or like the advice that we give out to audience, but it's really the advice that I I need to start on that. And one of the things was actually doing newsletter. And this year was my first year that I started doing newsletters. And it's all because of you, Quinn. Like, we have to write the newsletter for Paper Talk. I was like, I need to do this for myself. I only have like a handful, but I finally set that all. And it is crazy to think like I've done business for over 10 years without newsletters. I can't believe that. It's never late though. My thoughts. Yeah. So what platform do you use to send out your newsletter? It's actually, I did my little research because I know that like what we used and I don't know, there's so many different places that you can do that. But honestly, like my website is through Squarespace. So I just do it through Squarespace. It was a little bit like of a research because it's expensive, like depending on, yeah, depending on the, what is it called? Like depending on the plan. Yeah. Depending on the plan. Yeah. That you're on. Yes. But it's just so easy on Squarespace. My website's already on there. And then you can just do it directly on the platform where I edit my website and then I can mm-hmm. newsletters through it too. Yeah, Squarespace is making it so easy. So now you can actually yeah. buy your domain through Squarespace, yes. build your website, do your mm-hmm. newsletter. It is like definitely an all-inclusive 
place that you can do everything. And mm-hmm. I was on Squarespace a long time ago, but it didn't have all bells and whistles that I need. A lot of people were doing Teachable and then Teachable had some stuff, but it wasn't beautiful. Everything was very cookie cutter look, mm-hmm. which was like boring because we're such stick creative people mm-hmm. that we want to implement certain looks on our website, on our courses. And so I ended up jumping on Kajabi, which I do love. And now we're hosting our podcast over there because they're mm-hmm. constantly expanding their service line and they do have a newsletter, but their newsletter is not very pretty. And we have locked in on low desk with Jesse and it's a beautiful newsletter, but I have to admit it is expensive, but we were grandfathered in on the lower price. So now nice. I feel it's hard to leave because when oh. you look at all the other plans, it's so expensive. And mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm just waiting until Kajabi can up-level their newsletter a mm-hmm. little bit more because I feel with Kajabi, it gets dropped into spam folders a lot more than Flowdesk. And that's mm-hmm. one thing you need to look out. If you're looking for a newsletter, see how your newsletter is landing in people's inbox. Are yeah. they getting into the inbox? Is it going to the spam folders? So that's one mm-hmm. thing that I'm constantly, that's not my number one. It's like, I don't want it to go to spam folders. Why does it have to go in the spam folders? I'm not really spamming people. I'm just updating them on things that are happening in my business life and in my life. So it's sad to see that. You do what you do and you work around things. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So what else is going on in your life, Sarah? I feel like, yeah, like I was just mentioning with the whole like feeling anxiety for the new year, just because I feel like I have to have all these things. I did have a really good year this year. It, I feel like every year it gets better, right? It's mm-hmm. part for a small business owner other than when we had the pandemic. But like even then after the year, it was a good year and every year it got better. So it just a weird pressure for myself to have more ideas, have new ideas, have better videos, have better content. Yeah. So I feel a little overwhelmed on the most part. But yeah, looking back to the year, just being able to be grateful for being a part of Paper Talk. I also grew a lot on Instagram. I also grew a lot on YouTube this year. So it has been a pretty good year. I just want to look back into that and just celebrate for now and not worry about next year. Yeah. And I've also made a couple new flowers this year. I'm sure I made a lot, but like one of my favorite flowers that I made this year was the wisterias. And I remember talking about it on Paper Talk. I was like so excited to see them in real life. I've never seen them before and I've never seen them after that one time. And California weirdly had a lot of rain like earlier this year. And I remember talking about that with you. And I think that was the only reason why we were able to see those wisterias. And I go to the thing lot hoping I could see that, but they're not there anymore. So maybe they'll be back, I don't know, in spring. Yes, that would be very beautiful. Yeah. If you can, I always get those Instagram images where it's in Japan and there is a part where they grow these beautiful wisterias and you mm-hmm. walk through them and you see this influencer walking through these beautiful tunnels of wisteria. Uh-huh. It's so magical. And apparently it's free for the public if you go to Japan because I looked into it. I was like, this is a magical place. And apparently the owner that grew all these wisteria, loved them so much and wanted to spread the joy of wisteria. And so now it's some state fund. So that's why they're able to make it free. And they do accept donation, of course. But it's just really amazing to see so many wisteria as you walk through. It's so magical and beautiful. Oh, I wish I could go there. Yeah, Yeah. they're really pretty and they smell really good. I'm so glad I could. I was able to see that in real life this year. What are, what are some new things you're up to or they are? I would say my recap, the biggest thing that has really impacted my life is definitely getting the book deal. Yes. Taken over my life and it's all consuming. In my contract, I'm photographing everything, I'm writing everything, and I have to submit everything on a weekly basis. So it's like a pressure to crank out flowers every single week 
write it out, explain it in a very easy to understand. And it was really interesting because one of the things that I don't know a lot of people know that you're limited by how many words, how many pages, how many images you can put in the book. Because what the publisher do is they actually research and find out how many pages can you do? What's the price point people want to pay these books for? And with that price point, you are limited by how many pages that you can actually print this out. Is it going to be a hardcover? Is it going to be a soft cover? The idea that will actually sell. And so with the limitation on how many words, okay, let me give you a backstory. So when Mm -hmm. I first submitted a tutorial to my publisher and they were reviewing to say, this is a go or no go, my tutorial was I was around 3,500 words, which is not a lot. But they wanted to keep it around 1,000 to 1,500 words per tutorial. So it's like half. That, yeah, like yeah. more than half. So it's really, so it really changed the way that I had to write the book out. I can't use descriptive words, which I think part of the paper flower tutorial mm-hmm. is have to pay. Hey, take a note of this. Here's a tip, which I try to scatter that around the tutorial, but it's very, I hate to say the word terse, but it is very short and very succinct on describing each of the step. There's some tutorials that are a little bit longer, which they're fine, but they said, if you do longer tutorials, make sure there are some shorter tutorials to balance it out, which I'm trying to do. But it's so hard because I really want to explain every single step on noting your hand position, the way you should be holding the paper, things like that. And so as I was writing this, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even explain every single terminology that I want to use. And so I came out with Back to the Basic, which is actually an e-handbook that I'm going to be putting on Kajabi. And what it's done is it explains things in descriptive words. So the beginning part where I lay out all the basics, like what is Italian crepe paper? Who manufactures Italian crepe paper? What's all the different weight? How can you use each of the different weights for certain flowers? And I put examples. You can certainly mix and match all the different papers, all the different colors and recolor everything. So in the e-handbook, I also talk about coloring method, washing, acrylic, gouache, mm-hmm. watercolor, um, watercolor pencils, pan pastels, soft pastels, hard pastels, like all the different mediums I have learned over the almost nine years of being a paper artist. And it's kind of like my brain dump to the back to the basic. And the cool thing is I was talking to someone and I was like, oh, it's like a Wikipedia. It's like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it is like a Wikipedia because what I'm able to do is because on Kajabi, I can actually upload videos and audio bits mm-hmm. and take photos and just scatter them around so I can update it as I learn new things. So it's going to be an ever-evolving handbook for any paper artist that wants to learn a little bit more. And there'll be videos on like when I talk about cupping, what does that mean? When I talk about reverse cupping, what does that mean? Um, when we talk about fluttering, ruffling, what's the difference between the two? And it's so interesting because you can be so finite and descriptive about every single thing that I could do in my back to the basic versus the book, which is great because the book will actually give you all the different steps, how to create certain things. And the back to the basic gives you the foundation to really spread your wings a little bit to really explore all the different nuances of being a paper artist. And I'm really excited to be able to produce both of them side by side because as I'm writing each thing, it's like, oh, I need to explain that a little bit more in the back to the book. And the cool thing with my contract with my publisher, they gave me all the video rights for the book. So what I'm hoping to do, I was being over ambitious, but I had <laughs> thought I could video as I'm doing the tutorial. But I found that taking photos is quite different from doing video. I am right now just focusing on the book. And so I'm Hoping mm. when the book is due to the publisher, which is March 31st, I will have an opportunity to actually go in and actually videotape every single video and then spend the summer editing everything so that 
by the time the book is ready to go on the shelf, if they need a little bit more handholding, the video is going to be the way to go because I will have all the voiceover talking through each of the steps, but I can't put the step-by-step instruction in the video. So you'll have to get the book to get the step-by-step, but I'll talk through all the different things on how to. So I'm excited about that. So that's one thing. And then, oh my gosh, I have so much lined up just because the book is launching next year. We're trying to make sure that we do a proper book launch. And the one thing, if I could ask the audience on this, pre-sale is so incredibly important for the book. And I'll probably be having a really awesome pre-launch series starting on my birthday. July 26th with something spectacular. Mm-hmm. And so if you want all the goodies, all the best deals, it's probably you want to get it right then and there. I don't have control on the pricing of the book, but I can actually supplement it with a lot of really fun goodies. So that is what I'm hoping to do to help kind of pump up my sales. I'm asking for everyone's support on this because Aww. I would love to see our paper flower industry grow even bigger and to see other authors because there's so many amazing paper flower teachers in our industry that if we could make this one book stand out better because Jesse, Tiffany, Susan, Kate, all these amazing paper flower authors have paid the way for me mm-hmm. to actually get this book because the publisher researches this. How is the paper flower industry doing? Is there room for another book? And I would love love to say yes. There is always room for more books, for more teaching because everybody learns in several different and I know everybody has their favorite teacher and I just hope to that I'm one of those teachers that people will take a look at and hopefully put as a favorite. So that's one thing I'm really excited. And Next year is just jam-packed with so many workshops. I've had oh. a lot of people reach out. The University of Washington reach out to me. So I'll be teaching a workshop wow. there. I know I'm really excited for that. That's always been a place I really want to teach because it's a, it's a landmark in Seattle. University of Washington is a yeah. top tier school. So I'll be doing that. And also because we're on the coastline, we have a lot of islands. And so if you haven't been to Lummi Island, I'm teaching there again in the summer and I'm going to be teaching the Dahlia. So if you always wanted to conquer the Dahlia, I'll be doing Doing that. Woodby Island is another beautiful place. I'll be teaching another workshop there. And then I'm also doing this big one. So I've been reached out by Studio Live to Garden Rose Workshop. So we're actually going to do a three-day retreat and we're going to be teaching about Garden Roses. We're going to do be touring Garden Roses. That's actually in the University of Washington where you can actually see real beautiful Garden Roses in person to get inspired. Take as many photos you want. And then hoping what I'm going to be doing is, yes, I will have a step-by-step instruction how to do everything. But I really want to show you how to take a real specimen, a real rose, a bud, a full bloom, how to take it apart, how to make your own tip and then put it back together in paper form and do it. And then I'm also hoping Alicia Sweeney will be there, which I'm pretty sure I convinced her. She's going to be showing you how to arrange with it. Either if you, we're going to do two things. You can either do a handheld bouquet, a full arrangement in a vase. And then we're also going to show you how to do like an insulation, like an arch of some sort. Wow. And uh-huh. so I think that will be super fun and magical. And it's going to be so much fun. So that's something that we're working on right now. And hopefully tickets will be available a little bit after jam. And I think it would be a great Christmas present for people to come mm-hmm. and see Seattle. And it's going to be so magical. And then I talked to Mike at Cart Finney. He's actually come. So I'm really excited to be able to have him there and wow. to represent the Italian crepe paper. And then talking about crepe paper. Oh my gosh, there's so many things going on. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to like, talk about it. But I've been working with Viola with Jesse Chu and Carol of Petals Pearls Flower. And she's the one that actually sells the crepe paper. And if you haven't seen it yet, she got a sample on the red on red duplet. So this is what it means, you guys.
that you are getting the same color on both sides. So three of us have put together and curated a line of color that are single color, but in duplet form, which is something I know everybody has been wanting. And we've picked these beautiful pastel neutral colors that are more realistic for some of the flowers that we've been working mm -hmm. on. That way, if you're in a pinch, just buy it, you create it, you make it. So I'm hoping we'll have this at the workshop and um, the Garden Rose workshop. And we're calling it Rosé and Roses, a workshop, mm -hmm. which is fun because we'll be having a hour at the very end to celebrate okay. everything. And let's see what else is going on. There's so many different things. But <laughs> those are the top tier ones that comes to my mind right now. And oh, I'm also doing a couple of educational workshops. So one thing that I'm doing with Alicia Sweetie over in her studio, so it's going to be live and also it's going to be online, is I'm going to talk about ChatGPT. How do you work it with creatives? Oh, what are the different prompts? What are the workflows that I actually use to use ChatGPT to create and do my workflow? So that's something that I'm really excited about to do. And then I also got invited by Kristen Amp Thundercraft, which is located on Woodby Island. And I'll be talking about how to be a great podcast. Mm -hmm. What equipments do you need? How do you go about getting invited? How do you use this podcast episode to promote your artwork for free and get your name out there? Because podcasts live forever, whereas certain things, they get thrown away, but it will live there in this archive as long as Apple, Spotify, which I don't see them ever leaving, knock on wood, but <laughs> that's something that will live on forever. And I think that's one thing that as Sarah and I talked about, that's why we do podcasts is because this is something that will live on forever. It gives us a voice, a platform, and it gives you an insight on what's going on in our life, what's going on in our paper flower industry. And it just gets broader and broader. It's been amazing to see the evolution of the people that we actually get to interview. And we're hoping to do more paper flower journey on people that are actually getting started, have established themselves, have taken their paper flowers to the next level. And how do you grow your paper flower business? I find that just listening to our podcast is very inspirational and great reminders. Oh yeah, I said that. I need to do that. Or Sarah said that. Or Jesse said that. Or Anna said that. And it's just so many different really cool things that it never gets old. Like this information that we put out there just lives on and hopefully it's helping people. And I feel like you were saying how you could only write so much in your book, but feel like you could only post so much information on your Instagram. You could only post so much even on a YouTube video. But like yes. when we're talking about this, like we get to actually talk about the little details of what we're passionate yes. about. And yeah, and like sometimes there's so much backstory like new idea or the new thing that we do. So I love that we, that's why I actually really wanted to be a part of Paper Talk just so that we could dive in deeper rather than like the couple sentences off of Instagram. So I, I feel a podcast is like a really new idea to me, but it's really cool. And I, I've been listening to different podcasts too now. So I love it. Do too. I think that's why I keep returning over and over to this. And this is something that I don't see myself never doing because I just love sharing and talking to other people. It's like my one chance to actually reach out to someone. Well, like Sarah, just Sarah's been always an amazing icon in my life. And Aww. to have her now as my co-host, it's just absolutely amazing. I get to have like my inside talk and share it with you guys. Yeah. And we were in the top 50. I can't believe it. Yeah, we yeah, celebrated that what, a month ago or maybe two months ago. I, yeah. I think it was in November. Was it earlier? I feel like it was earlier. Was it earlier? I don't know. But this yeah. year, 2023, April Talk, finally, after six seasons, we made it to the top 50. Yes. I am flabbergasted. And I seriously want to thank you, our listeners, for making it happen. Without you guys listening, 
listening to it, liking it, putting comments and just sharing our podcast with other audience. That's how we were able to do it. We couldn't have done it without you. And we appreciate you so much. And, all right. To end our pod for our Christmas episode, let's let's change it up a little bit. I'm going to totally surprise Sarah on this. If we were to go to a Christmas party, what was your favorite hostess gift? Let's throw that in. Hostess if you had a brain sack? Yeah. A double header, you guys. Yeah. I actually love, I started baking fancy. It's just like dessert. And I love gifting that lately. Like it's not really a host gift or a hostess gift. In general, like when I'll see my friend, I'll like a baked bread and it only really takes me maybe 10 minutes to make it. And then I just throw it in the oven. So I do have a couple recipes that I actually like, but it's so cute. And I kind of got obsessed over my whole Pinterest. I have a pin board, like cute bread packaging. You know, it's like really rad. I feel like it's the season and just turning on your oven sounds really nice in this wintry California is still warm but do love (laughs) smell of baking during this season which is also funny because like my favorite snack right now is actually our neighbor baked us a sourdough bread and it's like such a cute like holiday gift and he was pressuring me saying like he was going to give me the starter and like that I could get into it but I'm like (laughs) not there yet I just want a cute I want like cute baked bread that you just throw flour and some chocolate chips kind of stuff not like sourdough yeah. but like, it's really cute and then I've been just snacking on like bread and butter really and feel like it's not good but like actually a sourdough is a bit better than you for you than I don't know something else that's processed but yeah, yeah so that's my favorite snack and I guess yeah I would totally say if you make a cute little baked like gift yeah and yeah, yummy. Definitely. <laughs> yes, definitely yummy. Saw that on your Instagram, like your whole like bread of, I don't know, recently you did like a dinner thing. Yes, You're I so did. good I at did. that. Stuff. I used to be a caterer. So I love food is always oh. a huge passion for me. Oh. And so I love inviting people over and feeding them. I'm just watching people talk and eat and drink just makes mm-hmm. me so happy. I don't usually contribute a lot to the conversation, but I'm just there to absorb it all. But I had my friend Tim from Bruda Design create me this beautiful three foot wood board and wow. I put risers on them and he's created these hexagons because hexagons my favorite shape and he made these risers that I could put things on and it's just evolved over the year. I've done, I've done a fish tin charcuterie board. I've done a hamburger board. Wow. I've done a chili cheese board. I've done of course cheese and bread board and crackers and this one was actually was just girls that I just wanted to celebrate my life. Sarah I wish you could have been there because oh, I, I wish I was there. We, yeah. we had so many <laughs> people that just were there and it was just so wonderful. Um, people got there around 7. They didn't leave until around 11 and it was on a Thursday night but it was so oh. much fun. Everyone was just enjoying each other company. There are several of them that haven't met each other before and it was just really wonderful just to sit there and just listen to everyone. Like, there would be conversation where everyone would be involved. There were some conversation where there was just two or three people involved and it was just bounced around as people got to know each other and it was just really fun. And of course food is the cement of it all. <laughs> Yep. And then I would say for my favorite hostess gift is I've been loving these geometry towels. They're actually made from plastic bottles. So you can't use it to pull things out of the oven, but they're super self-absorbent. So if you're like really wet hands or drying dishes, it absorbs super well. There's not lint coming from it, which is really nice. And it just washes like really well. And they have this amazing 
artist line where they get a lot of different artists come in to design the towels. So they're super fun and festive and I just love it. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite snack? Oh my gosh, my favorite snack every <laughs> year around this time. You need to guys rent a Trader Joe. So oh, they have Trader this, amazing, you know, this lemon cotta cheese. Oh. Seriously, it tastes like a lemon cheesecake, even though it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's so, I think they do bake it. So you have this cheap, like a cheesecake texture, but it's lemon and it's ricotta. And it, to me, ricotta is protein. So it's great <laughs> for all day snack. I'm going to go look for it today. Yeah, you should. They only come around this time. And then after the holidays, it's that is so good. You can freeze it too. And it's great because you can just buy several chunks of it and then spread it out during January and February when it's nice and dark. But thank you, everybody for making this amazing year so spectacular. And we couldn't be where we are without you listening to And we want to wish you a happy holiday. Merry Christmas.